Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is brought to you by Make Waves Media House. Make Waves Media House is a full-service video production company based out of Spokane, Washington, but does work all over the U.S., specializing in music video production, editing, director of photography services, motion graphics, and commercial work. With 20 years of experience behind the camera and celebrating seven years of business, Make Waves is here to create your high-quality videos at affordable prices. You can find them on Facebook now at Make Waves Media House, on Instagram at make.waves.mh or call them now at 509-991-3000. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208 467 7468. Attention Idaho and California residents. If you're shopping for a mortgage, contact PacFi, a mortgage brokerage with the top wholesale lenders in the nation. We're committed to simplifying the mortgage process, saving you time and money. Call 858-442-7048 or visit PacFi.com. P-A-C-F-I dot com. NMLS number 1462943 equal housing lender. Welcome to the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast, a show about how to succeed in business while creating a balanced and healthy life. I'm Ashlyn Cubison, an entrepreneur who went from successful real estate broker to published author, all while running three businesses. And I'm Lindsay Young, the founder of Lindsay Lives Well, a holistic nutrition and lifestyle brand, NSCA strength and conditioning specialist, and ITN nutrition coach. If you're an ambitious dreamer, get ready for some simple and actionable strategies. Let's get started. Welcome back. We are here for episode number two. And I have to confess, I am so excited for this episode. I actually wanted this to be episode number one, but Ashlyn and I both felt that covering how to find your focus as an entrepreneur would really set you up for success to start time blocking, which is what we are going to talk about today. We really want this podcast to be a combination of inspiration and encouragement and really practical, tangible advice. And often people ask us both, how do you find the time to do all of these things? And being well organized with our time and having the right systems in place is the key. So Ashlyn, explain to me and any listener who doesn't really know about time blocking, what the heck is it really? Okay, Lindsay, 
I am so excited that we're starting at the beginning because sometimes I completely geek out on time blocking and I forget everyone isn't as obsessed as I am, at least not obsessed yet. I'm hoping this episode will really light a fire inside of you because time blocking is so important and really actually easy to do. Time blocking is simply just scheduling chunks of time and dedicating specific tasks during those time slots. It is one of the greatest ways to cultivate focus in your business. Many people kind of confuse time blocking though with scheduling. And yes, you're writing tasks on your calendar, but it's a kind of a unique mindset around it. You're not only time blocking to complete your to-do list, you're moving yourself closer to your goals, creating healthy work habits and boundaries, cutting back on distractions, and ultimately opening up more free time in your personal life. I don't know. Do you want that, Lindsay? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, I think, a really important distinction to make is that, because I remember one of our first conversations was around that difference between scheduling and time blocking, because I felt like, oh, well, I am someone who schedules quite a bit and quite intentionally, but there's a difference between that and time blocking. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes people in the beginning, they're really resistant to this type of structure because to me, time blocking isn't just scheduling. It is all about structure. And the way I look at it is we all have in some capacity, we budget our finances, right? Mm -hmm. And yet you can always earn more money. But still, I think we can all agree it's wise to budget. So We can pay our bills on time, save, and do whatever else we see fit with our money. But guess what? It's impossible for us to earn more time in our day. We all get a set 24 hours, and I believe having a disciplined approach to time limits our chances of wasting our time on things that aren't important to us. There are many different ways to time block, and sometimes it takes a little bit of practice to really find your groove, but... I'll be bold here, and I'm just going to promise you right now, if you actually dedicate yourself to starting this habit, it's life-changing. And if you're somebody who has multiple passions like me, and even like Lindsay, then it's an absolute must. Don't you agree? Yeah. And I find that the more practice I put into time blocking, the easier it gets. And the more accurate I become with really being able to get done what I want to during the time I have. And there's really no other way around that than just being willing to dedicate yourself to the practice of it. Like so many other things that we begin and then we want to quit because we're not super good at it right off the bat. It is a discipline that's worth having and worth putting the time into because as you refine it and as you get better, it pays off huge. Like, especially as someone who is a multi-passion entrepreneur or has a very full schedule in life, this is one of those things that if you invest the time into it, it pays back in that in the end, you're, you're able to do less. You're able to be more efficient with the time that you have. So if someone listening right now wants to start implementing time blocking for the very first time, where do you recommend they start? That's such a great question. I recommend you start with categories because without proper organization, you're setting yourself up to feel frustrated. And I'm sorry to say it, but to pretty much fail. I, pretty, I have five categories and those are work, family, personal self-care, writing, and filler tasks. And I recommend you keep this 
keep your categories as few as possible, seven max. I do know some people who have up to 10 and it still works for them. So I'm not saying they're doing it wrong. I just personally believe when you keep it simple, it makes it a lot easier to achieve in the beginning. So when you're first starting out, I want you to keep it super basic. Maybe just begin with only three categories because you want to set yourself up to succeed here. And if you master this habit, it will honestly be the best thing you've ever done in your life and your business. Okay, so you have some categories in your mind. How do you determine like which ones are the ones that are important to do time blocking for? Like when you have these five categories of your life, for example, Are there some things that, yes, are important and that you dedicate time towards, but they're not time blocking tasks? Is that kind of the lens that you look at it through? So I there's two ways of doing it. I personally time block mostly everything and it all fits into those five categories. So writing is very unique and it has its own but like for my family life that includes me going to the grocery store that includes me taking my kids to football practice or whatever it is they have Um, it also includes church I make sure that I always time block our church because guess what when something's on my calendar I'm going to do it Mm, okay that makes sense so you may have like subcategories beneath but you they all they're kind of filed in below these larger categories. Um, okay, so once we've kind of got our categories, how do we start plugging them into our calendar? Okay, so it's really tempting here to dive right in, but you're not ready to plug them into your calendar just yet. There are a few more steps before you even touch your calendar. I want you to first pick colors. You're going to pick a color per category, and that's going to be its dedicated color. This is so, so important. So grab your colored pens or your highlighters, or if you do it on your computer, set aside which color is going to be for which category. And then the colors, the reason why you're going to do it is because it's going to give you such a clear picture of where you're spending your time. You're going to be able to see is where I'm spending my time. Is it aligned with the life I want to live? Next, you're going to go into goals. And I want you to write down monthly and weekly goals. I'm going to assume that you already have overall yearly goals. If you don't, go ahead and do that first. But I'm just going to be talking about monthly and weekly goals for time blocking. So you're going to do three for weekly and three for monthly. And is this within a goal within each category or are these goals just three goals in general that could be for any of those categories? Great question. I do three goals in general. I don't write a goal typically for my self-care or for my family life or for my filler tasks unless I feel like I'm really lacking. Like say I had a couple months where I'm like, I saw no blue on my calendar. And for me, blue is self-care. Mm-hmm. Then I will write a goal like, hey, Ashlyn, make sure that you are exercising or, you know, exercise this many times a month or take two bubble baths this month or whatever. Then I will intentionally create a goal for that. But I generally do most of my goals for work and writing. And um, yeah, that's just what I do. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for indulging all of my questions (laughs) because I know I ask a lot of them. (laughs) And then next, you're going to get your to do list. So 
I feel like everybody pretty much already has these somewhere. You kind of already have a running to-do list, whether you write it down on paper or in your notes on your phone or it's just in your head. So what do you really need to get done this week and this month? You know, do you go to the grocery store? Do you need extra, you know, to do laundry, pick up dry cleaning, whatever it is, write down your to-do list. And then you're going to make sure you keep those lists close by you because you're going to need them when you start plugging away into your calendar. So now, that you have all of that, we're pretty much ready to begin. Okay, so you have your categories defined. You have them color-coded, which, I mean, the type A inside of me loves that so much. I just love that we get to use color coding. Um, Then we have our goals. We have our weekly and our monthly goals, and those are like the big, we don't want to have a dozen of those, right? Like that's, you know, those little tasks go on your to-do list, but you really have like those big weekly and monthly goals to keep you focused. And now we're ready to begin, right? Is that, am I on the right track? Because that seems like a lot to do before you even start. So what do you say to someone who feels like already overwhelmed, like they don't have the time to do all of those little steps? First, I have to say, you are my people. If you're feeling overwhelmed, it's actually exactly how I used to feel. And you are who I want to be talking to because I kind of had the same mindset about time blocking. But the thing is, is when I first started kind of dabbing into it, I owned four businesses. I was in the middle of editing and publishing my first novel. And I just think it's really important to remember and I kind of had to remind myself this at the beginning is once you designated the categories and the colors and you kind of took those initial first steps to get organized, you don't have to do those ever again. Those stay. Now all you have to do weekly is your goals and your to-do list. And I really believe that most entrepreneurs or business owners or even moms, like we already have these things in some capacity. Now we're just getting more organized and intentional with those lists. So it's kind of time for the fun stuff. You have all of that scheduled. You have all of, or not scheduled, but figured out. You have your categories, colors, goals, to-do lists, and now you get to start your scheduling. So this is what I recommend. You're going to do a high-level monthly plan. I took a poll actually on my social media not too long ago. And it was like, do you plan monthly, weekly, and daily? And I was floored that most people said daily. I couldn't believe that. Oh my gosh, we're planning each day at a time, which is okay. You know, I do touch on this a little bit, but you really want to look at a high level monthly plan. So that means you're going to start with that month and you're going to schedule in what are your routines? Do you go to church every Sunday? Do you have to take your children somewhere every Monday at 4 p.m.? You're going to write that into your calendar right off the bat because you know that that is your routine. Next, you're going to focus on appointments. So do you have a a business event or a podcast interview or get your hair done? And you're going to plug those in because those aren't going to change. And then once you have your high level monthly view, now you're going to focus in on your weekly planning each week. So I personally time block on Sundays and it takes me 20 minutes maximum. I've been doing this for a while, so it's a little bit easier for me to know how my day goes. It might take you a little longer and don't feel discouraged if it does. So then I focus on my week. And this is where you really want to grab your goals and your to-do list. And you're going to grab them 
each time you time block because you want to make sure that the activities you're time blocking for that it's going to help you accomplish those if you then look at your calendar and you're like wait when am I going to the grocery store? I didn't put any time in there. Or, hey, I really want to add 20 people to my email list this week or this month, but I didn't plug in where am I going to promote my lead magnets or create pins to post on Pinterest or post on IG. You're not going to hit that goal. And I think that that's so important that you mention referencing those goals that you have, because I know so many times I will, like I've been told that you're more likely to hit your goals when you write them down. And so I'll write my goals down and then I kind of lose track of that piece of paper. And six months later I find it and I'm like, oh yeah, those were the goals that I had. So I think it's really important that you touched on that, that you're not only setting those goals for the month and for the week, but you're actually referencing back to them to make sure that where you're spending your time is actually being like that your goals are being reflected on that. So you're actually making progress. Absolutely. And I think that that's so common as so many of us, we get really excited. It's fun to write down goals. It's fun to visualize that. But then the hard part is, is actually taking that list and making sure you're plugging it into your schedule so that you are accomplishing those or at least moving yourself closer. So we went over, you know, monthly high level planning and then weekly time blocking. And then I personally do a hyper focused five minute session each night. This is totally optional. It's just I'm going to throw it in there because this is what I do. I told you I geek out on time blocking. So this is like my obsession. So sort of like a little pro tip here is to prevent you from wasting any mental energy the next day is spend five minutes at night identifying what your top two or three high priority things are for the next day during your work time. And that really helps me a lot because I might have work blocked out and maybe I'm working on my course or maybe I am you know, batching some social media content. But if I don't identify which action steps are highest priority, I might get to my desk that day and just feel like, okay, where, where should I start? I don't even know. So just to recap one more time, you're going to do high level monthly planning, focused weekly time blocking, and for extra credit, do hyper-focused five minutes nightly. And okay, so that what you just touched on there, that little pro tip is gold, because I can't tell you how many times I will sit down at my desk during my blocked out work time and not have a clear plan about what I'm going to do with that time, or my list feels really long and I don't have like those two to three high priority items. So what do I do? I knock off the things that feel easiest to check off first, right? Like checking email, responding back to messages on Instagram, and they're not the high priority things. And then I'm an hour into the two hours I set aside and I haven't made any real progress because I didn't define what was high priority for that block of the day. So that's absolutely genius. And I mean, that's where I think that the, you know, there's the planning that feels really fun when we're doing this. And then there's the discipline that comes in when you actually have to sit down during the time that you designated that you put on your calendar and you have to do the work that you said you were going to do. And I think when you take those five minutes and you define what high priority is, it helps make that the disciplined part of it so much easier. Absolutely. And I think that so many times entrepreneurs, we have this motivation 
but sometimes we lack the discipline. And then other times we have discipline and we lack the motivation. And those really need to go together. Like they're a couple, they need to hang out all the time. And if we can just kind of remind ourselves that when we are feeling unmotivated to remain disciplined and when we're feeling super motivated that we stay disciplined. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. No, it does. It makes total sense. (laughs) Okay. Um, Because motivation, and I obviously talk about this a lot with my nutrition clients, right? That there are those times where you feel super motivated and the, the action steps, like the discipline steps feel easy. And then there are the times that you don't feel motivated. And if you only wait for motivation to present itself for you to act, you're never gonna get anywhere. And I think we have to be willing to just you know, walk the walk, like do the things we said we were going to do, even when that emotion isn't there. And then we also have to trust that motivation is something that we can create. It's not something like magical that sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. And I'm going to cross my fingers and hope for the best that tomorrow I wake up and have it, but that we can create it by moving forward in discipline. And I see that so often with myself, you know, I don't always wake up in the morning and feel motivated to work out, but I do it because I'm disciplined too. And 99 times out of 100, five minutes in, then the motivation is there to finish and yes. follow through. So I have a feeling we could probably do several podcast episodes on motivation and <laughs> discipline, and I'm sure we will at some point. But, you know, having these tools like time blocking to refer to and to um, to have that as a skill set that you can begin implementing right now, that's just such a gift because I think so many entrepreneurs need those tangible, practical ways in which to feel like they have control of their schedule or at least control over the, some of the things that we do have control over and that we're being um, good stewards of our time and we're being disciplined in the areas that we need to be in order to move our businesses forward. Absolutely. And I agree. I think we need to do more talks on motivation and discipline because your discipline always ends up motivating me. <laughs> but okay. So back to time blocking. We only just scratched the surface here, guys. And if you're wanting a little more guidance, download my free time blocking cheat sheet. I'm going to link it in the show notes, but we are going to have future episodes on time blocking because I really just gave you the foundation to get started, but I got a lot more goodies up my sleeve. Mm, yes, that and I've obviously seen and used that cheat sheet and I know that it is absolute gold. So you guys are definitely going to want to get your hands on that. And then I'm sure that we will also link to some of the other fun goodies like Ashlyn's gel pens, which I am now obsessed with <laughs> because <laughs> the color coding part of this is the best. Um, so we'll definitely link to all of those goodies in the show notes. Real quick, you know what those gel pens make me feel like? It makes me feel like I'm back in high school and I'm just like a teenager having fun writing some notes you gotta keep it exciting (laughs) it is but i will say as someone who spent years with boring black and blue pens when i now look at my notes and i can see the colors those things jump out at me on the page and i'm just very i'm more easily able to connect to the parts of my life that those are associated with like when i wrote my to-do list a couple weeks ago my weekly list that i write every sunday night or monday morning and it was all written in black I just, I mean, looking at that was a very different feeling than when I wrote it out the next week with the different colors. And I could really get a feel for what part of this week needed to be from my business, what 
things were happening from my family and, you know, what were the things that were happening with my self-care? Just being able to see that. I know it sounds kind of funny, but I think when you put it into action, you feel the, you know, the power of that. Absolutely. It's like you don't know until you try it. And then once you do, you just can't stop. Exactly. You just can't stop with the gel pens. <laughs> give me more. Give me more. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'd love to hear from you. So be sure to connect with us on social and we will see you soon. See you next time. Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs is brought to you by Coffee and Supply Co. Looking for a new coffee experience? Try Coffee and Supply Co. located in Eagle, Idaho. It's family owned and features a pour over bar, a unique bites menu, including vegan and gluten free options, all locally sourced. Mention Speak Boise and receive 10% off any food and beverage. Visit coffeeandsupplyco.com or follow them at Coffee and Supply Co. Need help growing your business? It's what you don't know that will cost you. Tulu Peer Advisory Group is here for every stage of business growth. Find out more at T-A-L-L-O-O.com. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe and take just 30 seconds out of your day to leave us a positive review. Come say hi over on Instagram at Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs, and you can find Lindsay at lindsay.lives.well and Ashlyn at Ashlyn Covison.